everyone, and welcome to this week two edition of Kingdom Chatter. Coming to you a little later in the week. Sorry about that. Um, but week two action all in the books now. A lot happening around the league. A uh, few things to highlight on before we get into our beloved Chiefs. Last night, Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills, who we all know have already been crowned Super Bowl champions uh, for this season. Man, they looked the part last night, Corey. 41-7 to over Tennessee. Just a, wow, a blowout there. We needed to invoke mercy rule. Uh, they, did they even pull starters at the end of it? It was embarrassing. Yeah, it was a bad game. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I'm, I'm not sure if I want to be all in on the Bills in this game or if this is more about how quickly the Titans have just fallen off the map. I mean, the Titans were the one seed in the AFC last year and now 0-2 and got just blitzed by the Bills. 41-7. to It's whatever the opposite of a Cinderella story is where you just fall from grace immediately just straight to bottom of the barrel. It was bad. You know, Josh Allen looked great again, 26 of 38, 317 yards, four touchdowns. Stephen Diggs had 12 catches for 148 and three touchdowns. I mean, they just could not stop Diggs. So the Bills, obviously, one of the teams to beat. Um, I'm excited to see what happens when the Chiefs and Bills face off here. What is it, four weeks? Say I don't know if it's excited. I'm definitely nervous about it. And yeah, it's four weeks because uh, Willie's gonna because Willie it. Gay will be gone. Nope. Free Willie. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so outside of the Bills Titans, there was a few other games that really kind of piqued my interest this weekend. Uh, one of them being Baltimore and Miami. Going into that game, expecting it to be a really good game. Baltimore jumps out to a huge lead, uh, leading by 21 in the fourth quarter. Thought that game was over. Psych! Tyreek Hill, Tua, just took it to Baltimore in the fourth quarter. Come back and win that game. Dolphins looked apart, Corey. And Waddle, he was up. I mean, he had, had just many catches, just a couple less yards than Tyreek, didn't he? Yeah, Waddle had a phenomenal game as well. It was it was like it was Waddle early in the game and then Tyreek late. Bait and switch. That is a solid roster. I will say this about the Dolphins. Tua had a phenomenal game. You know, I do a lot of uh, trash talking on Tua uh, about his accuracy and just different things, his arm strength. He looked really good in this game, but... I say that with a grain of salt because one thing that I've seen with Tua at this point in his career is that he is wildly inconsistent. And so just because he was phenomenal today does not mean he will be tomorrow. So let's let's get a few weeks under our belt and let's see kind of where he ends up, you know. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, it's a little early to call it, but uh, he did look good. But every every dog has his day, so – uh, another game, a little bit of a surprise. Cowboys without Dak Prescott turned to Cooper Rush at quarterback, and the Cowboys beat the Bengals. Uh, the the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year only because the Chiefs choked. 
uh, is now 0-2. The Bengals, much like the Titans, are just kind of falling flat on their face to start the year here. And I honestly love it because I'm not a Bengals guy at all. I just I can't root for that team. 100%. They broke my heart last year, so I love to see them fail. The, uh, the biggest thing I saw was some discussion about how, uh, you know, last year Burrow just getting lit up all day all night i mean he's already been sacked like 13 times this year last year he was still winning getting just creamed up and down the field but this year it's uh it's a much different story so yeah and you know they did a lot of work this offseason to fix that offensive line to protect burrow and two games into the season it's it's not looking good that that line looks as bad as last year if not worse so the Bengals are in trouble, and it's not going to get any easier for them. They're not playing tough teams so far to start the year. So to start zero and two, that's that's really tough for them. So, yep. Again, I'm I'm not upset about it because I just don't like them, but a little surprised by it. Their Super Bowl hangover is hitting hard. It is hitting hard. You are right about that. Uh, the other two games for us to note, just because they are divisional foes. You had the the Broncos in action against Houston, and that was an ugly game, man. Oh, that was hard to watch. It was the game we had locally here, and it was just painful. The Broncos' offense is just like, oh, man, I don't know if it's just Russell Wilson can't get used to the altitude in Denver or if the new coach is just that bad at calling plays or what, but they are just like totally out of sync. Dangerous. Not uh, – and he usually starts the season a lot better than he finishes it. So, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't high on him. I wasn't sold when he when the season started. But uh, the, the conversation's quickly going from the AFC West is just going to be an absolute dogfight to there's Denver Raiders and then uh, a nice close fight between Chargers Chiefs. Yeah, I think it – it at least seems through the first two weeks that it's a it's a two horse race in the AFC West, which I think most AFC West fans probably knew. Let's be honest. I think we thought that Corey the Chargers were going to be the stiffest competition, and it was going to be a pretty big gap to the the two teams after that. 100%. But uh, the other side of that being the Raiders taking on the Cardinals this weekend, and that was my game of the week because the Raiders, Raiders going to Raider, Cordy, Corey, they they just choked this game away, uh, much like Baltimore did, had a huge lead in that game. Cardinals have to come back in the fourth quarter, score two touchdowns, and get two two-point conversions. On one of those conversions, Kyler Murray ran around for like 20 seconds. It looked like it had all the time in the world. Yeah. It did. It was like a Madden game. You're absolutely right. It was unreal. Just standing there. Oh, gosh. And got in. I was so happy. Uh, that game goes to overtime. If you w- weren't watching it, the Raiders, uh, at one point, it's next score to win. Raiders fumble, managed to recover their fumble. Then Derek Carr throws what should have been an interception. And then on the next play, Hunter Renfro, who fumbled the first time, fumbles again, and the Cardinals pick it up and run it back for a touchdown to win the game, which is just classic Raiders, and I love it. I think that the Raiders are just the quintessential, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link, and 
Derek Carr still just sucks. Not enough eyeliner yeah, to keep all that state lights <laughs> out of his eyes. I mean, he's got Devontae Adams on that team who, you know, most people consider to be the best wide receiver in the NFL, right? And the dude is amazing. I mean, uh, going into this year, I think most people ranked him as the top wide receiver in the NFL, and he was very pedestrian in this game. And I don't think it's because of him. You know, I think it's because Derek Carr is just not that guy. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's just he's just average, and that's what you're going to get from him. Yep. And so – I love that in that game. It's fun because the Raiders' first two games are literally the same as the Chiefs' two first games. You know, we played the Cardinals and the Chargers. They've played the Cardinals and the Chargers. We're 2-0. and They're 0-2. Love to see that. Uh, just pulled up Devontae Adams' stat line. Wanted to make sure I got it right. He had two catches for 12 yards in that game. <laughs> he did have a touchdown, but two for 12 from the top wide receiver in the NFL? Like, Man, is this again? Does this go back to coaching? Is this play calling? Is it just is it car that bad? I um, I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, whatever it is, I love it. I'm here for it. Keep it rolling, Raider Nation. <laughs> All right, so it has been a few days. Uh, Chiefs took on the Chargers last Thursday, so we're a few days removed from that now, but. Corey, I want to go ahead and take some time to look back on that game and and talk about our winners and losers from that game. Exciting game, as we all know. Chiefs win 27-24. The final score, not really indicative of uh, kind of where the Chiefs were. The Chargers scoring a touchdown, kind of in jar- garbage time. Chiefs playing prevent defense. Um, but, yeah, I had, I had quite a few winners in this game, so I'm going to go ahead and start with one right here, Corey. Um, the offensive line for the Chiefs in this game was something that I had big question marks around. The The Chargers defense, in particular the Chargers pass rush, was phenomenal week one. Khalil Mack had three sacks alone week one. And so we knew going into this game that the offensive line was going to be tested. And by my assessment, they were winners in this game. They, they lived up to the billing of being the top offensive line in the league. They gave up one sack, one hurry, two hits, and four pressures. They got blitzed 10 times on the game, and they were only pressured on 11% of dropbacks. Like, that's that's really good. When you got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack coming at you, and you managed to give Mahomes enough time that he only got hit twice in that game. He only got sacked one time in that game. Um, that's phenomenal. So, my first winner in this game, hats off to the entire Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. Well done. And I'll even throw Clyde Edwards-Alaire in that mix because there was a couple times where he had a chip block that helped Orlando Brown and and saved a sack. And so just overall blocking by the line and the backs was just phenomenal in this game. 100% agree. Mahomes was poised in the pocket. The offensive line held up great, and he, he did an excellent job. But they did an excellent job just keeping him secure, safe in the umbrella, and just it was great. I loved it. It was everything we uh, we fixed last year, and they're really gelling and uh, really making a, a case for the number one offensive line in the league. So, yep, yep, 
And before we get to your first winner, I just want to I just want to flip the script since we're talking about this. And I want to say that uh, uh, my second winner is the Chiefs' defensive line. So if we kind of compare it to what the Chargers did against the Chiefs' offensive line, uh, the Chiefs' defensive line had a really good game. Uh, They had two sacks in this game, three hurries. They got six hits on Justin Herbert. I mean, they beat him up. Obviously had some uh, rib cartilage that got damaged or whatever it ended up being, but he was hurting. So six hits on him, 11 pressures. They blitzed him on – uh, 13 different times. He was pressured on 22% of his dropbacks. So, you know, in comparison, Mahomes was pressured on 11% of his dropbacks. Herbert pressured on 22% of his dropbacks. So this Chiefs defensive line, who if you compared the Chiefs and Chargers defensive lines, you would hands down say the Chargers have a better defensive line. Well, they got outplayed in this game. The Chiefs defensive line showed up. Mike Dana had just pressure after pressure after pressure. They were all over the backfield. And so, again, hats off to the defensive line as well for the Kansas City Chiefs. See, one of my winners, defense as a whole. I thought as a unit they played well. I thought that they they were all over the place. And, you know, Herbert is an elite talent. And uh, the, the Chargers offensive line isn't nothing either. I mean, they're they're one of the top eight ranked. I think they're, they're ranked by PFF as a number seven offensive line so they they showed out they showed up and they they got to the quarterback they got to herbert they they got interceptions on him they got everything i think uh everybody looked good i mean they kept us in the game they i mean mahomes didn't play an outstanding game but he still a really solid performance no turnovers or anything but he the, the defense is what kept it in it for me i think so i gotta say Winners, whole Chiefs D. And that's a good one because, man, the if you look at Patrick Mahomes' career, I don't feel like there's ever been a time where we've had a defense that when you don't have – look, Patrick Mahomes had a great game. He had a really good game. But by Patrick Mahomes' standards, he had a, he had a, a lesser game. And so if if Patrick Mahomes has a lesser game because he's playing a really good defense, we haven't had a defense on our side of the ball that could go out and win us the game. And in this game last Thursday, I think the Chiefs defense proved that they are a group now that can go out and win a game for them. And so that was a big deal. And there was a couple of guys, just while we're talking defense, there was a couple of guys I had on my winners, the first one being obvious. Jalen Watson, the seventh-round draft pick rookie who stepped in for Trent McDuffie, who's on IR right now. And, you know, he had the obvious thing. He had the pick six that totally swung the game. Uh, Do you really need to say anything more about that one? I mean, that was just – it don't get any better than that. It was art. But if you you take even beyond just that one play and you look at his whole game – Jalen Watson was targeted 10 times in that game. He gave up four completions for a total of 35 yards. The QBR against Jalen Watson in this game was 10.4. Justin Herbert had a 10.4 passer rating against Jalen Watson. That's that's incredible. And so uh, he was a winner in this game for more than just that pick six. That was a big part of it. 
but his overall play in this game was phenomenal for a rookie in his first start under the bright lights at Arrowhead with that crazy crowd. He he answered the bell, man. He stepped up and, and he did his thing. And uh, uh, I mean, he's Herbert is a uh, hands down top tier talent. I mean, he's and you know we're right there. Jalen Watson, our backup. In the mix, in the fold, just causing havoc. So, I thought it was awesome. Definite win. One other guy I wanted to highlight on defense was Willie Gay, who he had a phenomenal game. He had two He had two passes defended in this game. One of them should have been an interception. I will say that. He had one that he should have caught. He led the team in tackles with 11 total. He had six solo tackles, two tackles for loss. He got one hit on the quarterback. And the biggest play of the game for him was on that Jalen Watson pick six. He blitzed on that play. Running back went to pick him up. He just threw the running back to the side like he was nothing, got right in Herbert's face, which forced Herbert to change his arm angle, which probably affected the accuracy of his throw on there. Watson gets the pick. Takes it to the house. Willie Gay, a big part of that. So, another winner from this game, Willie Gay. Concur. He's going to be sorely missed for four games. While we're talking about him, let's just talk about this. How ridiculous is the NFL's suspension of Willie Gay for four games? I mean, it's insane. It's like, how do they come to that conclusion? I mean, I assume he broke the vacuum in a fit of rage and scared the hell out of his girlfriend, and that's why. But, you know, the other Mike Evans starts a brawl on the field, and he misses the rest of the game and the next one. And, you know, Josh Gordon misses years for smoking weed. I don't know. Derwin James I just don't get slams it. Kelsey and just doesn't even get a flag. Yeah, he got fined, but he's not suspended. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. It it just it appears uh if if you want to give a guy four games for, you know, property damage, like I can be okay with that if it's consistent, but it's just not consistent. When you look at, you know, comparable things that have happened. I mean, shoot, we could take a guy on this team who was uh, arrested with an Uzi in his car, and he hasn't been suspended at all. And so I just, it just really, it's really weird to me four games uh, for some property damage for a guy who is clearly remorseful, uh, has done all the right things since then. And then the timing of it is so weird, too, because, you know, Willie Gay resolved this case back in in July, and here we are in September, and the NFL's just now handing down this suspension, which happens to, you know, extend out to the Buffalo game, which is very unfortunate for Kansas City because Willie Gay is a huge part of this defense, and it's going to hurt with him gone. So we just got to continue our free Willie. We We need him back. Free Willie, please. Yep. Pay the man. I mean, they won't even let him appeal it, right? And so we're just screwed. I mean, screwed. It, it seems too much to be just a, a coincidence, but 
But this team doesn't make excuses. Next man up. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna move forward and you know, hopefully this week it won't affect them. The the three after that are gonna be a lot tougher, but you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um any other winners for you in this game, Corey? Um I mean the whole team, but what <laughs> next? Start with the losers. I said, All right, let's go losers. First loser as a result of this game, Tyreek Hill. Uh, we don't miss him. Mahomes still out there making it happen. Uh, he hit 10 different receivers just as he promised. Uh, none of them would have been a fantasy standout. We're okay with that as long as we get the W. So he uh, had 10 different or 10 targeted 10 guys. Nine of them brought one in, 235 yards passer rating 106 and just proved Mahomes did not need Tyreek obviously he's a nice commodity to have but uh him not being on the field it changes the game but it it definitely doesn't stall it doesn't doesn't grind it to a halt like uh some people thought it would I will say you brought up uh, 10 targets, nine hauling them in. That one who didn't get a catch, that was all on Mahomes. Uh, It was, man. He had uh, Jody in the corner of the end zone. All he had to do was throw the ball up. I mean, he had that big target over there, and he threw it on a line. And I'm sure he would tell you the same thing, that that was his fault on that one. So a better throw there, and he's got 10 targets and 10 receivers. So – He'll learn from that. He'll grow from that. He's, I, I think he's just getting adjusted to having these bigger wide receivers. It's not something he's had over the course of the last four years, and so it's something he's having to adjust to, I really believe. Definitely. And on the Tyreek Hill vein, you know, the, the touchdown catch that Justin Watson had, the 41-yard touchdown pass, that was a Tyreek Hill play. Um, I don't know if you noticed on the play before – McCole Hardman left the game, which allowed Justin Watson in. And so he was running, you know, that Tyreek Hill route on that play. And he ran it to perfection. Mahomes threw an absolute dime. If I'm going to dog him for the the Fortson throw, I'm going to praise him for that one because that throw was perfect. And it was against J.C. Jackson, by the way, who is, you know, supposedly one of the top corners. Right. And so they spent a lot of money on J.C. Jackson, and our fifth wide receiver torched him for 41 yards on that touchdown pass, which was beautiful. Uh, the only only the only thing that prevented me from putting Justin Watson on the winners was the fact that he's really got to work on his touchdown celebrations. <laughs> you know, just jumping in the air and fist pumping just ain't going to do it. That was his first one as a chief, so. He'll get there. Yep. Juju, he'll train him up. What about you? Okay. Loser. Loser, man. I talked about him as a winner. I'm going to talk about him as a loser. Willie Gay. Uh, Willie had a really good game. You know, I highlighted that just a few minutes ago. But he also had some plays where he had a really bad game. He was targeted. 13 times on pass plays. He gave up 11 completions. Now, part of that, you got to realize, being a linebacker in coverage, you know, these are check down plays. These are, you know, little screens to Austin Eckler. 
So the fact that these completions happened aren't as big of a deal. So 11 completions on 13 targets, not a big deal. What is a big deal is that he gave up 85 yards. He gave up a 93.9 passer rating against him. And the big one that hurt me was that he gave up 69 yards after the catch. He had two huge missed tackles on Austin Eckler where he had him dead to rights for a tackle for loss and just ran right through him and just completely missed him. And so I I got Willie as a winner in this game, and I got him as a loser because I think he's got some things he needs to clean up. He's got four games to get his head right and uh, clean these things up so that he can come back uh, just with a vengeance. Yep. I mean, being a – beginning of the year, he proclaimed he wanted to be the best uh, pass or coverage linebacker and – He's he's got got some work to do. Yep, gotta make those tackles. Gotta get on that hour a day tape. <laughs> uh, in the same vein, I'm gonna go ahead and continue on my losers, and I'm gonna throw Legarius Sneed and Rashad Fenton in there. Um, I know our defense played overall pretty well. I highlighted how well Jalen Watson played, but just looking through the stats over the last couple of days, Legarius Sneed and Rashad Fenton had bad games uh, and not just for them. Like just, they just had bad games. Uh, if we look at the numbers, Sneed was targeted seven times in this game. He gave up six completions for 80 yards and a touchdown. The uh, Herbert's passer rating when targeting Sneed was 153.9. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, so that was a really bad game for Legarius Sneed. And then Rashad Fenton, he was targeted less times, four times, but he gave up three completions for 68 yards, which amounted to a 116.7 passer rating against him. So those two guys are supposed to be our sure thing. Legarius Sneed and Rashad Fenton were supposed to be the defensive backs that we knew what we had and they were going to go out and they were going to do good things. And in this game, they were not. It was Jalen Watson that was the guy who did the good things. Sneed and Fenton struggled, and they struggled mightily. So, again, just like with Willie, Legarius, Rashad, you got some stuff you got to clean up. I know you guys know that. I know you're watching the film. I know you're going to address these things, and uh, hopefully we can come out this Sunday against India and have a better performance. Should be a little easier, but we'll talk about that later. I don't know. Matt Ryan, he's decent, right? Are we talking 2022 Matt Ryan? <laughs> for my losers i come up with the chiefs running game uh overall very 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 pedestrian um you know technically 15 carries for 98 yards that's a six and a half yards per carry but uh if you take off clyde's one just massive 52 yard who even knows how you do that I mean, standing straight up, both arms wrapped around a ball like it was his only child, and he <laughs> tiptoeing around and somehow busted off 52. You take that one out, 14 carries for 46 yards, three and a half, or less than three and a half yards per carry. Never really got anything going. Granted, they only tried 15 times, and it just – nothing stuck. They didn't stick with it either, but – the chief the running backs were able to produce a little bit out of the backfield receiving, but not running wise. 
it wasn't there. Well, I'd agree with you in the running back room. Um, I would leave Clyde out of that conversation just because of what he did receiving. Um, hopefully going forward, the Chiefs continue with Clyde Edwards-Alaire like they did in this game. He ran a couple crossers over the middle that felt a lot more like what he was accustomed to at LSU and was a big part of the reason why the Chiefs drafted him. Uh, Clyde had four catches for 44 yards in this game, and more than that, he had two huge broken tackles. He absolutely trucked Derwin James on one of them. And I just want to see more of that from Clyde going forward. I don't think Clyde is ever going to be the big rushing guy, but I think he can continue to be a threat in the pass game like he was in this game. So because of his receiving prowess in this game, I would say he's not on that loser list for me. Uh, Mahomes QBR when throwing to Clyde was 112.5, which is pretty dang good. But as far as running the ball, totally agree. You know, Pacheco only given two opportunities, picked up six yards, but one of those was a short yardage. They needed a first down. They brought him in, thought he could bowl his way through, and he got stuffed. Uh, So no gain on one of his carries and then six yards on one of the other ones. So not a lot of opportunity for Pacheco, but uh, just because he got stuffed on that short yards one, not a good look. And then McKinnon was very average, you know, four carries for 12 yards. And again, with McKinnon, I feel more, I feel like he's more of a threat in the pass game uh, just because of this offense and the way that it's run. I don't, I don't think he's going to give you big numbers rushing, but Though the the opportunities are limited, these guys need to capitalize on them. Week one, they did. Week one, all three of them were 5.2 yards per carry or better. And that didn't carry over this week. So I'd like to see them eating up bigger chunks of yards when they are given those opportunities. So totally agree with you. Running backs struggled in this game. And and hopefully that's something we can get fixed moving forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Andy Reid would ever – commit to a one run game we'd see it but we don't have to worry about that so so that brings us Corey, now to this coming sunday chiefs taking on the zero and two indianapolis colts and we were talking about this right before the show this is the classic trap game for the kansas city chiefs they have tampa bay on sunday night in two weeks, primetime game against Tom Brady. Temptation to be looking ahead. You got an 0-2 team. This is just this is the game that it feels like in my life of watching the Chiefs that they would tend to lose, right? So I'm not saying they're going to lose this game. I'm just saying I'm a little more nervous about this game than I probably should be. Hundred percent, and they got arguably the best running back in the league right now in Taylor. Absolutely, he's just gonna—he's just gonna—is gonna be just filthy. Um, our, our run defense has held up pretty good so far. I mean, you know, we're top half. Feels, you know, we're we're better than average, but we're still not an amazing run defense. I 
I think it, it, Jonathan Tedder is going to have a really solid game. Matt Ryan. I mean, outside of that, I think we're going to do pretty good. Matt Ryan's no – he's not a young buck anymore. He's uh, he's uh, he, he's lost the edge, I think. He just – he took last year off and came back, and he just looks like he's just – he's having trouble. So, new team, new scheme, just hasn't got it figured out yet. So, passing game yeah, I'm not I too f- worried about. But, like you said, this is the trap game. I mean, this is the one we talked about earlier in the year where Chiefs are going to give one easy one up just because they're they got their eyes set on Tampa Bay in two weeks so and I think you know talking about Matt Ryan I, I I really believe his numbers to this point are a little inflated so I don't think you can just totally look at his stat line and say oh he's you know he's having a decent year to start I mean one touchdown four interceptions that's bad uh, but he's 48 of 80 for 547 yards, which isn't terrible, you know, 273 yards a game to this point. But both games, you know, a lot of garbage time. Yeah. Uh, week one, they fell down, what was it, 20 to nothing or something like that and had to storm all the way back to force overtime and then play all of overtime and end up in a tie. And then last week, just getting trounced by Jacksonville, 24 nothing. So I, I don't feel like you can trust his stats right now. Uh, I will say his offensive line has struggled. He's been sacked seven times already this year. Um, so, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, by my estimation, best running back in the league right now. He's on a, a bad team to start this year. Not that the Colts can't turn it around, but they started bad. But he has not. Uh, 215 yards rushing so far, you know, 107 and a half a game he's averaging 5.4 yards per carry so he's still doing his thing oh yeah um so that's definitely i think point one for kansas city of what they got to be watching is jonathan taylor let's shut down jonathan taylor and let's make matt ryan beat us is basically what the game plan should be in my estimation Uh, absolutely is i mean we historically struggle against the run just because we're you know, for a while they geared the defense. It felt like just to manage uh, just the the passing game because we'd run up score. They'd have to pass just to try to keep pace with us. And not been the case so far. We got a beefed up front line, but uh, stopping Jonathan Taylor's not a uh, not an easy task. So The other thing is the uh, Colts defense has struggled a little bit to get to the quarterback. Uh, only only three sacks so far on the year. And going up against this really good Chiefs offensive line, that, that should bode well for Kansas City, uh, a strength going against a weakness. Um, I think there's a real opportunity for Mahomes to have all day in the pocket to just pick this defense apart and put Indy at 0-3 and you know, cement himself again with a week like he had in week one as a front runner for MVP this year. Absolutely. We should have no problem keeping pace with them offensively. It's just going to be a matter of getting, you know, getting a, getting a stop so we can get one ahead on them. So as nervous as I am about this game, 
you want to go ahead and make some picks on this game? What's your What's your pick for this game? Who's winning and what's the score? Uh, well, definitely Chiefs win. Uh, I think it's it's definitely not going to be a shootout. I think uh, we're in somewhere around, you know, 27-10 Chiefs. I'm going to say Kansas City wins this game, uh, but I think Kansas City is going to open it up. Like I said, I'm nervous about this, but I think this is going to be more like week one against Arizona. Uh, I just think Indianapolis is going to struggle getting to Mahomes. He's going to have plenty of time. I think he's going to pick this defense apart. Uh, and I think Kansas City is going to go over 40. So I'll say I'll say 44-21 is going to be your final in this game. Kansas City is going to win. Got to remember, Colts, might, Colts got the mole. It, it, it might be – it might be wishful thinking, but I just feel like Andy Reid's got this team ready. Patrick Mahomes is fired up. He's been taking notes. Uh, all the haters who've been doubting him all offseason, he is motivated. And, you know, after that Chargers game, I feel like a lot of people thought he kind of came back down to earth. He had a really good game. Like, people are missing that. And, you know, if you compare – uh, stats through two games, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are are very close to the same stats overall. I think Allen's thrown for maybe like 20 more yards. Uh, they have the same amount of touchdown passes. Allen has two interceptions. Mahomes has none. So, I mean, the guy is off to a phenomenal start. He played an incredible Chargers team with a great pass rush, and he won the game. And just because it wasn't a Mahomes-esque type game like he had in week one people thought it was a down game it wasn't a down game he had a really good game and I think he's going to keep it rolling this week I think he's going to light him up I think he goes over 300 yards I think he has at least three touchdowns uh, and it's just going to be a blowout it should be a walk in the park it just makes me nervous I just hope and Andy Reid sometimes feels like he takes his foot off the gas a little too early so hopefully they don't hopefully they keep it up and just bury him and just suck Matt Ryan's will to just continue in this league and just just end his career. I love it. Mentally, not physically. <laughs> Isn't that the most ridiculous thing that like Herbert, they're getting more it feels like they're getting more praise for almost beating Mahomes and the Chiefs than, you know, the Chiefs get for actually beating these teams. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been so much talk since Thursday about, you know, adjusted scores and interceptions that should have been and, you know, all this talk. And, you know, I went back and watched the game again. And, you know, like I said, Willie Gay dropped an interception. So Herbert had a should have been interception too. You know, he had a pick six plus one that he should have had. So, I mean, he was he was just as bad in a couple of moments as Mahomes was in a couple of moments. And, um uh, I just think for whatever reason, the media does not like people who win all the time. And uh, I heard somebody on TV the other day that said, uh, I can't remember who it was. I'd give credit if I did remember, but I can't remember. They said that the Chiefs have gotten to that Golden State Warriors level now where they win every year and people are just tired of it and they want to see something else. And so I think that's why the media is just picking them apart. And, you know, as a Chiefs fan, it fires us up, right, because it's unfair 
because Patrick Mahomes is playing phenomenal. This team is playing phenomenal. They just beat the team that everyone expected to win the AFC West. So now they're already standing alone in first place in the AFC West, and people just can't handle it because it's more of the same. And they all wanted everybody beefed up to try to come take the crown, and uh, they thought it was going to happen, but we're not giving it up. It, you know, nope. I, I can't hate on everybody. You know, when Brady was in the Patriots era, just torching everybody, just making it. It was just got very mundane, very boring to watch. Just Brady going and crush everybody. At least the Mahomes winning is it's electric and it's it's wild. So, and it's Chiefs, so that makes it all. And it's our team, yeah, yeah. A lot better when it's your team. It's been a long time coming. I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't like a Bengals situation where they made it to the Super Bowl, lost, and now their team just sucks, and they're back to back to Bengals, so of old. Yeah, I, a bunch of people I follow on Twitter, uh, mostly Chiefs fans, Chiefs media, uh, Chargers fans, making accusations that you know these these people were you know kind of fair weather fans that nobody nobody rooted for the chiefs before they were good and it's like come on man and so i saw a tweet today that just perfectly summed up uh what it means to be a chiefs fan and it had a picture of matt castle sitting on the ground after being sacked and probably throwing an interception next to a picture of mahomes holding up the lombardi and it's like i was here for this so that i could experience that and it's like that's true i said i i was there for it all I was there for two and fourteen, and so it feels good that we're winning every year now. And the media, they can just they can hate all they want, but I think this team has just a good chance to win the Super Bowl this year as any other team. When do we set the decibel record? I mean, that wasn't Mahomes' era, was it? I guess the second. Uh, it might have been. It was. It hadn't been that long ago. Maybe five years ago. I don't remember. Right. Yeah, because they set it and then it got broken and they reset it. It's uh, haters gonna hate. Bring it on. We uh, we deserve it. We probably beat you. So, nonetheless, there are only a few more undefeated teams in the league. Chiefs being one of them. You know, this first eight games of the year was the tough stretch on the schedule. When the schedules came out, that everyone thought, man, the Chiefs could be three and five or four and four. To get those first two wins is a big deal, especially the second one coming against a a division opponent like that. And so just rolling forward, these next four are going to be just huge games. No Willie Gay is a big deal, like we talked about. You got Indy this week, a must win because it's a game you're supposed to win. Then you go to Tampa against Tom Brady. Uh, Honestly, in my opinion, the Bucs haven't looked as good as people are saying they've looked. Um, So I think they're a little vulnerable. Then you go uh, at home against the Raiders, division game, rivalry game, Monday night football. That's going to be a good game, I imagine. Uh, The Raiders, that is the one I'm going to. Um, But, you know, the fact that the Raiders are 0-2, I think, works against us because they're fired up. They've got to turn things around. They're – they're like a wounded animal right now, so I, that game's going to be tight. And then, obviously, after the Raiders game, you got Buffalo. So these next four games are just huge for how this season is going to play out for Kansas City uh, as far as 
seeding and where they're going to end up uh, at the end of the year. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this week we don't overlook Indianapolis. We come out, foot on the gas, get up big early, just like we did against Arizona, and just put them away early. And remind everybody that uh, Bills aren't the only ones who can evoke mercy rule. Absolutely. You know, at it, the Raiders game feels like it could be a trap game too if uh, they continue to with, slouch, come off the bus. Yeah, especially with Buffalo after that game. Exactly. So, yep, we got a tough uh, few weeks. Looking forward to well, uh, Niners and then bye week Titans. That, uh, it's a little comforting stretch. Yep. One week at a time. So. We yep. will turn our focus to this Sunday, Indianapolis Colts in Indy, and uh, hope the Chiefs can do what we expect them to do, go out and get the W. Corey, as always, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. We will see you all next time. <laughs>